0: This is Call to Mind, a podcast series from the University of Victoria. Audio stories of love and memory loss. Okay,
1: so we're going to introduce ourselves. Okay. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Is there anybody Mm -hmm. there? It doesn't matter. You're not speaking to anybody. Oh, okay. We're just recording this. Okay. Come. Come on. Okay, we're trying to get the dog on the couch, which will come on. There we go. Okay, that's April. Mhm.
2: Beautiful little dog.
0: Hello, I'm Deborah Sheets, a professor of nursing and host of Call to Mind. In this series, people living with dementia record audio diaries and conversations about their lives during the pandemic. We're drinking lemonade with Daphne and Mickey at their home in Victoria. Mickey began her career in the military, but both their lives have been dedicated to advocacy, social justice, and mental health. This is their story about forging families and staying calm and in love throughout the seasons. Okay, go ahead.
1: Just talk talk your own speed and say who you are. And uh,
2: My name's Mickey, and I'm... Living in. Where do I live? There's hmm. a question. Victoria. Victoria. And we're getting ready to go and get our shots. Hopefully mm-hmm. that'll be really soon. Mm-hmm. That may, will make a lot of change in our life. Boy, we hope so. Yeah. It
1: will. It will once we have the second. For sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of friends, don't we? We have a lot of friends. We have been together for... Just a sec. Uh, (laughs)
2: Let me see.
1: It's 42
2: years. It is 42 years. It is. By George.
1: You know, I actually (laughs) hate that word, journey, to be honest with you. I know it's the word that gets used. And I can't really think of another one that fits. But I guess because we've done so much traveling, the word journey to me has very positive, exciting connotations. And journey, in terms of Alzheimer's, um, just doesn't, there has to be a better word besides journey. So what does journey mean to you in this context? It's
2: not a... I'm just moving is what I feel right and I'm doing what works right getting by yeah and I know that I can't do the things I used to do
1: mm-hmm. you forgot <laughs> to clean it I know I got to ring Mickey's a crier but Mickey's always been a crier. She's this isn't a new thing for her. She's somebody who you know cries through all the Hallmark commercials. And no, I don't. yes, you do. Okay. So, do you remember when we met?
2: Oh, did I ever? <laughs> Tell me. Okay, we were playing um, cards in at our friend's place. We were living. And we were living in, well, anyway, we... Nelson. Nelson. There. We figured it out. (laughs) And we were at this, it was all women, and we were playing cards. I think it was. Poker. Poker. You're playing poker. And I had had met Daph. Earlier in the day, but I had been watching her for quite a while, so she was said she wanted to go up out and for, for a, to cool off because she's a, a person that is just like a little hot something. <laughs> Furnace. Furnace, a furnace. She's a furnace. And, excuse me, let me start this again. Um, I had run my finger across her back of her neck front at the office, and then I, you know, kind of looked at her, and then I went to this game, and she was there, and we sat there with all the other players and stuff like that and then she went for a walk and and what time of year was this it was it was warm it was what oh was it warm or cold what was it doing outside raining no it wasn't raining snow
1: we had snow big snow. snow. (laughs) It was the Kootenays, and it was December. Mm -hmm. Mm. Big snow. Well, I went out the door first. I put my coat on and went out because I was getting all hot and bothered. (laughs) Right? And I went out the door, and then you came out the door after me. And... I went one way around the block. Yeah. And you went the other way. Yes. Around the block. And then what? We were. We went to your
3: place. No, not then. Oh,
1: okay. I don't know. No, we we walked around. I walked this way and you walked this way. And then we met in the middle under a street light. That's right. In the snow. And yeah, we just. I we did. <laughs> we had our first kiss in the snow under the street Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, after the poker game, yeah, you came home with me. That's right. And stayed. That's right. <laughs> and that was the beginning of our 42 years together. Okay. Here we are again.
3: Okay.
1: I think it's recording. The little button is flashing. Okay. What would you like to talk about?
2: One of the things that I did uh, through my life, I played sports. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm.
1: And baseball was your big love, mm. starting at a very young age. Well, how, how old were you? Do you think when you started playing baseball, must have been elementary school? Yeah. And that's where you got your name? Mickey. Mm-hmm. You were called Mickey when you were young. Mm-hmm. Your real name is Anne. Anne but, Elizabeth. Yes, but somebody nicknamed you Mickey because. No? Oh, okay. Because you played the same position as Mickey Mantle.
2: Oh, that's right.
1: Remember? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I didn't play with him, but...
1: No, no, but you played the same position (laughs) that he did. So you got that nickname when you were playing baseball. Yeah. I had two sons who were 10 and 12. And they were in Vancouver visiting their dad. And we never did sit down and have a conversation, you and I, about, oh, Mickey, how do you feel about raising two sons? Mm -hmm. Because Mickey had been a lesbian basically since she, she told me once from the age of four she knew. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me it was a whole new ball game never been there never imagined being there it was like totally out of the blue Um, so for her to be suddenly co-parenting two boys uh, did we ever have that conversation we never did they just came home and we sat the boys down we said so do you remember what we told them I don't remember. No. Okay. Well, we told them that we were now a couple and that we weren't going to shove it down their throat. But it ended up that our house was a teenage drop-in center because they didn't have any problem with it. And they brought all their friends home all the time and had overnights. And we went to all our parent-teacher meetings together as a couple. And so that was the beginning in the snow. uh, Okay, so let's bring it up to date here. Let's talk about how things are now. Like, we have a beautiful home. Yeah. Okay.
2: I really like being in my room. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, like I do different things quite mm-hmm. and i and I like to be quiet mm-hmm. with what i'm doing and and that feels good mm-hmm. there, this house is is lovely, mm-hmm. and we're not we're not in a place where everybody can look into the door and no. all of that kind of stuff right. and you so had a private, yeah mm-hmm. We like the private. We we've been together all this time.
1: Mm-hmm. Forty three years this year. <laughs> yep, we have. And and
2: I I love being here. Uh-huh. We do things together. Uh-huh. That part is nice uh-huh. to me. Sometimes you. Go and do something mm-hmm. because you're you're you help other people, like I used to do, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If I'm at home, mm-hmm. that's fine, yeah, and I don't feel like I need to go anywhere or go for a walk and not know where I am or right. anything like that. No, Just, none of that happens. You're happened. happy being at home, I'm happy being at home, right? But this particular area. Mm-hmm. It makes it easy mm-hmm. to know where you are, where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every time I do something like that, I don't have to ask anybody. Right. So I'm slowly learning to getting to know people. Mm-hmm. But I'm still... People in our neighborhood. Yeah, in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We've worked it out, you know, about how we are. And we have a, a clear sense of what I'm like and what she's like. You know, I think I've told you anyway that I do like some alone time. We don't have the same choices. We have two, two uh
1: what do you call them? Down? Televisions. Televisions. We have totally different t- Well, not totally, but we both love British shows and and there's lots of stuff that we watch and enjoy together. Yeah. But then there's stuff that we do separately. I'm an HGTV girl. She's a Star Trek-y girl. So you know, we have two TVs, and she gets to watch her TV. And but if I if I leave, <laughs> I'm going to go into into the sky. Oh, you're gonna yeah. Mm-hmm. All right then. Yeah. Partly because I'm a Leo, I think. Oh my God, is she ever? Uh, she is. <laughs> but I think patience has never been my strong suit. Oh yes, I can. I can tell you about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> However, I have to say in the last year I have had to learn and work on patience. And yeah, you know uh, I use little tricks like counting down Or leaving the room, I mean, all the little tricks of the trade that I've read about and talked about with my support group and with um, courses that we've taken at the Alzheimer's Society and so on. It's a lifelong challenge, but I am so much more patient now than I was even a year ago. What a face! <laughs> I am way more patient than I used to be, and she doesn't see a lot of it. Maybe, but anyway, it's so much better.
2: No, I have noticed your changes. Have you? Yeah, and I also started to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. So when you're, I don't know how to say this nicely. Um, if you're
1: like that, I just walk away from you. Yeah, but I'm not like that. No, you're not like that. Anywhere near as often as I used to be. No, God. Learning to accept help—it's a big one, and I, I that is another one that I lifelong, you know, people offer and I'm always the one that helps other people instead of being the recipient of help. But, you know, in this situation, you kind of have to. And I'm trying to learn that one too. You know, I have a lot of guilt about these months of COVID because I feel really badly that I haven't you know, gotten Mickey out of here. Oh, thanks. No, no, no. But like two or three days a week that we haven't gone off and done something exciting. Just the two of us. Yeah, to go off and, you know, know, just do the more stimulating things. Right? I'm always tired. I just feel like I'm on a base level of exhaustion that is unheard of for me. I'm pretty much a never ready bunny, but not not this year. You need time for yourself. Well, I know. Right. So it's been about six months since we did our last recording. Um, And so there have been some fairly major changes since then, um, which I'm sure you'll notice as we go along, changes, eh? Big changes. Big changes. Yep. Our relationship as a couple has certainly changed. Yeah. From, you know, a fully functioning relationship to, you know, a very caring gentle, loving relationship, but not not the way it was, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like most couples, as we were t- together all those years, we sort of had different things that we took care of. I loved to cook. Mickey wasn't, she was never loved cooking, but when we met, I said, well, okay, you don't like cooking, but can you read? And she said, yes. And I said, well, then you can cook. And <laughs> I gave her lovely cookbooks. And she actually did some very nice meals over the years. God, I
3: forgot all about that. Uh-huh. Right
1: now, I'm just alert. Uh... Uh, I know. <laughs> so cooking has gone by the board. Yes. Because she can't follow the sequence of what to do next. The car was Mickey's thing. Oh, yeah. And she would keep it clean. I don't keep it very clean. I'm sorry. And I also have a job where I'm delivering newspapers every week. So the thing gets filthy all the time. Um, But, yeah, the car was her kind of her thing. She would make sure the gas was full and the maintenance was done on time. And, gosh, just the fix-it stuff, you know. Mickey was... Um, very good at carpentry stuff. Uh Um, She built a jewelry box for me. She built a window seat with all storage and everything underneath it. She did all the crown molding in one of the houses that we lived in. None of it's possible now. There's just a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, for you.
3: Yeah, Well, it is, but in a good cause, <laughs> you being the cause,
1: <laughs> yeah. Are there things in our relationship that are still the same? I oh yes, what they and what the, what would those be? What what things are
3: the same? Do you think? Well, one is that we've uh, come to a place of calm. We're not fighting, we don't argue, we don't do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. And we figure out how to do and handle things Mm -hmm. that need to be done. Mm
1: -hmm. One of the things that has happened really in the last, I would say in the last year even. For what? Well, that what you were just saying about, we don't fight anymore. We don't, you know, we, our relationship has not always been, you know, uh, roses, right? We have had many issues in our relationship and there were certainly times when it was stressful to say the least. Part of it I think is that I have, somehow come to a place of learning patience which has yeah. never been my strong suit but I ha- I am calm and I think because I am now calm you are, well you've always been fairly calm I mean calm and cool and collected, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think our relationship has gone from being, you know, major highs, but also major lows. And now we're like on this lovely, even keel,
3: yeah.
1: right? This yeah. lovely, sort of calm, loving place, yeah. right?
3: Yeah.
1: And we are affectionate with each other all the time. We tell each other we love each other all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's very calm, And very loving. And it's different than it's been. I think that is the most significant change. Yeah. Wouldn't you say in the last year? Well, in the last, yeah. Maybe a couple of years. Maybe a couple of years. So how how has that change felt for you? That calmness?
3: I feel it inside. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for that. I think
1: the fact that we had a rather maybe not tumultuous relationship, but we certainly had lots of ups and downs in our relationship and dealing with your dementia all these years, mm-hmm. it's it's been hard for both of us,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? But somehow in this past year, and, and you know, I think part of it, believe it or not, might have to do with COVID because we have been so isolated. Mm -hmm. So we have had to be together 24-7, you know, with whatever it is that's going on with you. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just kind of created this easy, calm, Mm-hmm. surprising but calm environment between us right or in our home with our animals and everything right yeah um yeah it's it's there. it's definitely a surprise because it has been and is really hard I mean everything's on my plate now so that is a burden in the sense that there's a lot to keep track of, but nevertheless, we have come to this place
3: mm-hmm.
1: of calm and loving yeah. and affection, and um, it's pretty special, I'd say. Yeah, It's quite amazing. Which doesn't mean that, of course, there aren't times when I'm not with you that I don't go screaming off into the woods, because, you know, sometimes I do, but not around you. Yeah. <laughs> not literally, but figuratively. People like yourself, yeah, who are going through what you're going through, do you have any advice for them? Who, people who might be listening to this recording and down the road, and people think, who are going into, let's say, an, an earlier stage of this.
3: Yeah.
1: Or they know that they're facing that, what kind of advice do you think you might say
3: to them or give them? I'm not sure that I have the abilities to respond right. to that, but I do know that I love my wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to to talk to people but I can't I have to be there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mickey understands that this recording is to help other people, right? Going yeah. forward to help other people who are like me as a caregiver and like Mickey is who has dementia. Um, so she knows that doing this could help someone else, right? You know, just by being that kind of yeah. calm and loving and supportive person. I, I would now um, want to
3: tell people and talk to them. Mm-hmm whether I say the words right
1: or not. I mean, she's always been like that. People talk to her. You know, she has spent her life counseling people and people know they are safe with Mickey. They are safe to talk to Mickey. She's very, yeah, I would say in tune with people who are hurting or needing something. And we're talking about even now when she can't really express herself very well. But if we're out somewhere and there's someone who is visibly upset about something, Mickey is like tuned right in. She may not be able to say anything intelligible, but she is tuned right into how that person is feeling, right? When they're upset or angry or loud noises, a plane going over now. I mean, a loud noise upsets you. Like you'll hear a motorcycle and you'll, get mad about that because it's an offensive sound to you but it never has been you know what I mean like it's it's a very um it's a very sensitive level of awareness of both sounds and feeling that is very heightened I would say with Nikki right now Is there anything we could tell people about keeping our love strong during this whole, like Mm -hmm. as people are going through what we're going through? Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Is there anything we can say to people about keeping our love strong? I'd have to think about that one. We really love each other. Yeah, we do. And I think we accept each other, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're in this together. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Right. And that's the truth. Yeah. Right. We have a strong love, and we see other couples that are in the same boat that we are. Yeah. And we're all paddling like hell, but we are very sure in our love for each other. And that has definitely not changed. Yeah, that's true. Um, What makes you feel happy? You, me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I love you, honey. Mm -hmm. Big
0: time. (laughs) Since their last recording, Mickey and Daphne are back to enjoying more in-person activities, their love still strong. This podcast series was produced by Jenny Schein, sound design by David Parfit, executive producer Suzanne Ahern, and I'm Deborah Sheets, professor of nursing and research affiliate with the Institute on Aging and Lifelong Health at the University of Victoria. Caregiving is hard even though it brings joy and meaning. We hope this podcast gives you a deeper appreciation for family caregivers. Thanks to other members of the podcast team, our research assistants, Ruth Campen, Cindy McDowell, Maddie Cervantes, and Chanel Munda. And thanks to the Voices in Motion Choir in Victoria. To see photos, read storyteller bios, and access episode transcriptions, go to our website at calltoMindPodcast.com. And for more resources and supports, Go to Alzheimer.ca. This podcast series was made possible by the University of Victoria with funding from the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council, the Alzheimer Society of Canada, the Alzheimer Society of BC, and Michael Smith Health Research BC.